miracles, signs, wonders, diverse healings, and all supernatural provisions are being enjoyed daily here at Holy Hill. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. Welcome to Power for Today, brought to you by Holy Hill Chapel, Tennessee. The Lord is doing amazing supernatural things daily, validating His goodness and mercies upon us all. You are also welcome to enjoy this move of God in a child-friendly environment. Our podcast gives you weekly preaching from the week's sermons. Power for Today is intended to equip the believers with the supernatural dimension of God through the teaching of the unadulterated Word of God. Jesus has paid it all, and you can also be healed and live in peace with a brand new beginning if you can only believe. And if you want to take it a step further, I encourage you to join us at one of our Supernatural Revival Center sermons at 1407 Northwest Broad Street, Murfreesboro, Tennessee, 37129. We hope to see you in service soon. God bless you and enjoy the podcast. that which is started you are a specialist in renewing that which is discarded you are a specialist in making an army of the dry bones you are a specialist oh lord making the dead and that is buried come back alive therefore sweet holy spirit whatever be the need and desire of anybody this very first sunday of the month of september let it be renewed let it be released. Let it be downloaded. Let there be an overflow. The blessed and mighty name of Jesus. Let no one leave your presence the same. We did not come to encounter human beings. We came to encounter you. In the fullness of you. Let no hungry soul live hungry. Let no thirsty soul live thirsty. The Bible says that I will pour waters upon him that is a thirst. We came thirsty. And we came empty and we say fill us fill us lord and fill us and let there be overflow because bible says that out of our belly shall flow rivers of living waters overflow us that others may also tap and drink of we give you praise bless your word let your word bless us may we never remain the same in the blessed and mighty name of jesus christ Somebody shout me a believing amen. Let your Let's take our seat. Oh. 
Hallelujah. Glory be to Jesus. Somebody give a clap unto the Lord. We are in the month of September. We have started some as have as some people will say the ember months. Hallelujah. And anytime we enter into the ember months, you must understand that we are ending the year apparently. And Bible says that the end of a thing is better than the beginning. The world will tell you that last days are dangerous. But in the kingdom, we don't have last days are dangerous. Bible said that the end of a thing is better than the beginning. So I want you to be expectant of a better ending of the year 2022. Now, when you read the book of Proverbs chapter 4 and verse number 18, Proverbs 4 verse 18, Bible says that the path of the just is as a shining light. You see, it keeps shining more and more onto a perfect day. So it means that the life of the believer is supposed to move from one level of glory unto another, from one level of blessing unto another. In the life of the believer, there is nothing like the good old days. It is always progression in goodness. And I see your life in that order in Jesus' name. When you read the book of John chapter 1 and verse number 16, Bible says that of his fullness have we received grace for grace. So it means that we graduate from one level of glory, one level of grace unto another. The other day, Joshua said unto, Caleb said unto Joshua, he said, I am 80 years old, and as I was when I was 40, so is my strength, unabated. That will be your story in Jesus' name. Bible said that at the age of 120, the eyes of Moses was not them. Bible said not, neither was his natural forces abated. That will be your story in Jesus' name. How can the container containing the Holy Spirit be weakened? That will never be your story in Jesus' name. How can the container contain? You cannot see. Uh, uh, hey, wait, wait, watch me. Have you ever seen an ambulance broken down by the roadside before? No, I've never seen it before. Or you've seen the presidential convoy broken down. But then it is a strange ambulance. Yeah, but a real ambulance, it doesn't break down by the roadside. They will not even let it stay there for even a moment. Because it is a special car. You understand? You are a special container. Bible says you contain the Holy Ghost. He will not let you break down. Even when you break down, he will repair you. That is why I'm talking about empowerment for the next level. Because it is by power that we are moved from one level to the other. Because there are many oppositions in life. In the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse number 9. Paul the apostle said, a great and an effectual door. Look at that. A great for a great door and an effectual door is open unto me. Every blessed day the Lord is opening new doors for us. Because Bible says that the, the mercies of the Lord are renewed every day. Now, every morning means that every morning the Lord opens a, a special door for us. But why are we not able to enter? For example, Bible says in Psalm 118 verse 23, he said that this is the doing of the Lord. It is marvelous in our eyes. When we start from, start from verse 22, Psalm 118 from verse number 22, he said the stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. Verse 23 says that this is the doing of the Lord. It is marvelous in our eyes. 24 says that this is the day that the Lord, the day, somebody said the day. Yeah. It is a definite article. And in this day, we are supposed to rejoice and be glad in it. Because the Lord has made it so. He has put in place measures so that every blessed day, we are supposed to be glad. We are supposed to rejoice. But why is it that we are not glad and rejoice? Because forces stop it. Yeah. Because forces stop it. This is the definition of every day that the Lord gives you and I. He said that this is the day. When you wake up in the morning, you got to say this. This, 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 you got to make this confession. You wake up in the morning, he said, according to Psalm 118 verse 24, this is the day that the Lord has made. And because the Lord has made it, I must be glad. He said, I will be glad. I will rejoice. You see, the word rejoice means joying over and over, recurring joy. Recurring joy. Rejoice means recurring joy. It means that from the beginning watch, when you wake up to the time you go back to sleep, there must be recurring joy. You see, there must be recurring joy. He said, and then we will be glad in it. You declare this over the day. And 
because you didn't make the day. Now, this statement means that the Lord intentionally put certain things in every day, which is supposed to make each and every one of us rejoice and be glad. So if in your day, you are not rejoicing and being glad, it is not the Lord that made it so. There are forces that has made it so. When you read the book of Matthew, chapter 13, and verse number 25. Matthew 13, verse number 25. If I when you start from verse number 24, the Bible said that a good man went and sowed good seeds. Another parable said he concerning the kingdom that a man went and sowed good seed in his field. So every day the Lord has sowed good things in the day. The day is like the field of the Lord. And the Lord has sowed good seeds. Somebody say good seeds. In the day. Now verse number 25 says that but whilst men slept. So you see. So whenever there are tears. Instead of rejoicing. Instead of being glad. And it is another story. You got to understand that it is not the doing of the Lord. Instead of walking in sound health. If sicknesses come. Don't say that it is the Lord that is using it against me. He said, whilst men slept, it is whilst men slept that the enemy came in and he sowed tasks. And I've told you that tasks is like wheat. But when you grind tasks, it is like chopping onions. Your eyes begin to tear. When the powder of tasks enters into your eyes, you begin to tear. Bible says that when the Lord sowed good seed and it is supposed to make us glad and rejoice in it, the enemy came and sowed things that will rather bring tears. Things that will rather bring delay. Things that will rather bring confusion. Things that will rather bring frustration. Things that will rather bring depression, suppression, oppression, and all the sins. But after today, in the blessed and mighty name of Jesus, the power of the Lord will delete all those things from your life. Save me a believing amen. He said, whilst men slept, his enemy came to Sotas, and he nicodemously went his way. You see, so that is why sometimes people think that it is God that brought these things. Because you won't see the enemy sowing the task. You won't see the enemy planting those things in your marriage. You won't see the enemy planting. They are so nicodemous, and they are so silent, and they are so subtle, that they can do it without you even noticing. And Bible said that he went his way. Somebody say he went his way. Anybody, any spirit, any forces, human beings that are intended to make you tear in life. Wherever they are going, may the angel of the Lord arrest them. Praise the name of Jesus. Yeah. But, you see, the reason why I'm becoming very angry as I'm preaching is because of the next two verses. In 26, Bible says that, so the servants of the Lord, when the blade came up, they now saw that it was tasked. This is not how the Lord intended it to be. So how did it happen? And now their eyes started opening. They said, my goodness, there is some task somewhere. And 27 says that then the servants of the master came and said, Sir, did you not sow good seed in your field? Where from these tasks? Now look at the answer. The next answer is that, and he said, an enemy has done this. Somebody say an enemy. Say every situation. That does not permit rejoice and glad in every area in my life. It doesn't permit rejoicing and doesn't permit me to be glad. Right now, an enemy is responsible. And right now, in the mighty name of Jesus, let that enemy be arrested by the angels of the Lord. Say amen. This is why you need to be empowered. This is why I need to be empowered. Because an enemy is responsible for that situation. And when you sit down there, and you see, the reason why Bible said that, and he went his way, is because he will now cause you to think that, why is all these things happening to me? And then all of a sudden, he will get you to think that maybe it is because of that thing that happened three years ago. Maybe it is because of that thing that happened when you were a kid. Maybe it is because of this thing. Maybe it is because of that thing. Because he, one of the trusted tactics of the enemy is to get you, is to get your focus from the root of the situation to think it is something else. Because when you know the source of the problem, 90% of the problem is solved. But what about if you don't know the source? Say an enemy is responsible. 
And this is why we need to be empowered. Praise the name of Jesus. This is why we need to be empowered. Because an enemy is responsible for this situation. For this precarious situation. And until you come to the place of being empowered, there is no way you'll be able to overcome this enemy. So in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse number 9 that we read, huh? Wait, Paul said, a great and an effectual door has been opened unto me, but many are the adversaries. Before he came to this one, in actual fact, if you want to read and understand it, it should have been verse 9 before verse 8. Okay? He said that for a great and an effectual door has been opened unto me, and there are many adversaries. So, it's like the door has been opened, but there are people that are standing in the doorway. They said, we will not let you rejoice. We will not let you be glad. But God has already opened that door. You see, the thing about you and God is that, listen, God doesn't do things automatically. God do things originally. And then you place a demand on it and it becomes yours. Do you understand it? It's important we understand this thing. That is why sometimes some babes in the kingdom, we call them nepeals, children in the kingdom, they will say that, well, whatever God wants for me, that is it. No! God has already told you what he wants for you. He has already told you that this is the day I have made for you. There are things in it which must make you rejoice and be glad. So anything other than that, you must take responsibility to appropriate it. Yeah! God is not a magician. He will do the original, but you must put a premium on it and it becomes yours. Hallelujah. Yeah. God will give you the brains, but you got to use it in order for it to produce for you. Hallelujah. God will give you the seed. It is your decision to eat it or to plant it. It is only when you do something with it that it produces. But when you just keep it, remember the parable of the guys who were given the talent. When you begin to read from the book of Luke chapter 19, right? And then from verse number 10 or so, Bible talks about a man, a good man, noble man, who now gave his talent uh, um, um, to, to his servant. And then he went somewhere. In verse 13 of Luke chapter 19, he said, Occupy till I come. Now from verse number 14, that was one went to trade with the other. So the Lord gave. But the productivity, the profitability, and the reward was the product of what they did with what the Lord had given. Yeah. Do you know that as free as salvation is, people will still go to hell because they will not receive it. They will not take it. So what God has given is not automatic for your consumption. There is something you got to do about it. There is some premium you got to put in. God bless you. There is some premium you got to put in. But many believers want to be irresponsible. God, if this is the day that you made and I should be glad in it, let manna fall from heaven. The days of manna falling from heaven are over. Praise the name of Jesus. When the Israelites were moving from Egypt to the promised land, now the Lord started training them. So at a point, the Lord was giving them manna. Now when they got to a land, the Lord told them, manna will no more flow. You got to sow seed. So they started planting. Because the Lord saw that the manna was making them foolish. Yeah. The manna was making them foolish. Sometimes, the reason why the Lord, or the reason why the Lord has made it so that we will put premium on whatever he has made available is so that we will be able to value it. Because anything the Lord gives us, without we taking responsibility of it, we will become like Adam. The difference between Adam and Jesus is that Adam had not been you know, he had not gone through the process. Adam just came out as just one fresh man. He woke up one morning as a human being. Everything was there for him. He had not, he had not gone through the process of putting responsibility. God even told him that. He said, this thing that I've given you. He said, he said, dress it and keep it. He couldn't dress it and keep it. The enemy came for it. Because he had not gone through the process. He had not been taught how to put premium on the things that God has given him. So he lost it. So the last Adam, Jesus, when he came, he started from the scratch. 
started serving, going through the process, learning how to become, learning how not to become, learning how to serve, learning how to obey, learning how to be put under tutors, learning how to question. By the time he was 30 years old, he was so robust. He had learned the art of responsibility. Now, the mandate that God gave him was not aborted. I pray in the blessed and mighty name of Jesus. From today, may the Lord empower your responsibility and my responsibility so that whatever the Lord gives us cannot be taken away from us. Shout me a believing amen. Amen. Praise the name of Jesus. So, it is important we understand. 1 Corinthians 16, 9. He said, a great and an effectual door has been opened unto me. But there are many adversaries. But before this, look at verse number 8. He said, I will go back one one step for me. Because verse 8 should have come after verse 9. 1 Corinthians chapter 16 and verse number 8. He said, I will tarry at Ephesus until Pentecost. What he was saying over here, he said, but I will tarry at Ephesus. Ephesus was like, the revival center, okay? It was a place of encounter with the Lord. Ephesus was boasting at that time of a major revival center. Now, Paul had gone there to preach. The people were idol worshippers. They had brought all their idols to be burnt. There was a major outbreak of revival. The power of God was so much evident over there. And then Paul realized that great doors had been opened unto him. But it's like there were many oppositions. So he said, I will tarry, I will wait at Ephesus. Until when? Somebody say until Pentecost. Pentecost means the celebration of power. Yeah. It means the arrival of power. It means the renewal of your strength. It is like a place of relapsing to be revived. It's like coiling back to be restored. It is like how Bible says in Isaiah chapter 40. And then he said that, and they that wait up, verse 31, but they that wait upon the Lord. So it's like he, he, he has seen the many blessings that are ahead, but he cannot possess them because there are visible and invisible forces against it. So what must he do? He said, I will wait. I will, I will call back. I will relapse. At Ephesus, I will not wait in misery. I will not wait in tears. I will not wait in pain. I will not wait by pity partying. But I will wait. I will wait. I will tarry at Ephesus in prayer. I will tarry in fasting. I will tarry in the presence of the Lord. Because Ephesus represents the revival center. He said, I will tarry in revival until I am endued with power from on high. Until I get to the time of Pentecost when the power is delivered. Any element that fights and forces its way against the doors that the Lord has opened, making you tear day in and day out, making you cry day in and day out, making you question the viability of your God. I came as a servant of God and I say from today, may their works be aborted in Jesus' name. Praise the name of Jesus. Then I wait upon the Lord. He said, I will wait. I will wait. I will wait. I will wait until I until my strength is renewed. Because there are certain battles. Before Elijah went to consume the 450 prophets of Baal, he waited 40 days. He was at the brooks. And at the brooks, the Lord was feeding him through the bed. Praise the name of Jesus, the raven. The Lord was feeding him flesh and bread and giving him water. And then, at a day, the Lord said to him, he said, this is the last food that you are eating. And Bible said that he ate it, and he went in the strength of that for 40 days, 40 nights, in waiting. The next moment, he appeared before Ahab. He said, that said the Lord, it's about to rain. And then, he gathered the 40, 450. Because, how can one person overcome 450 prophets or Baal, witches, wizards, demons in flesh except you are empowered listen brothers and sisters 
This thing that we are doing, eh, it is not a matter of flesh and blood. Oh. That is why you got to be very spiritual. And that is why you got to be empowered. Because like I always say, the only language the enemy understands is the language of power. He doesn't understand slangs. He doesn't understand long beard. He doesn't understand beautiful suit. He doesn't understand wig. He doesn't understand facial painting. You can paint your face. The husband will not come. Because it is not in face painting. It is in power. It is not in beautiful suit. It is in power. You can be empowered inside. It will reflect outside. When you are empowered, you attract what is right. When you are not empowered, you attract what is attractive. And many times, the things that are attractive are deadly. Praise the name of Jesus. So he said, I will wait until I am endued with power from on high. Now, the next level will always be in three areas. The next level must be the level of your spirituality. The level of your physical material welfare. And the level, sorry, the first one is the level of your spirituality. The second one is the level of your physical, your body. And the third one is the level of your material. It's important you note them. There are three areas where God wants us to be empowered. Or these are the three levels the Lord wants us to ascend to. Upon, upon these three are all other levels that you can think of. Spiritual, physical, and then material. Third John and verse number two. Third John and verse number two. Beloved, I wish above all things. Third John is only one chapter. So verse two. Third John two. Beloved, I wish above all things that you may prosper. He was talking about material blessing. Number two, be in health, bodily robust. You'll be robust in your body. And then, even as your soul prospers, spiritual productivity. So these are the three areas that the Lord wants us to grow in. Praise the name of Jesus. Now, these are the exact mandate that Jesus was working in. Acts chapter 10 verse 38. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. Who went about doing good? The Lord was blessed physically. Now the word doing good means that he was able to supply the needs of others. Jesus will appear at a place. Somebody needs food. He said, let's provide for them. They say, how can we? He said, don't you know that you, 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 you are well to do? Hallelujah. One day a man of God was preaching and then he spoke about when Jesus was preaching in a house in Luke chapter um, 7. When you start reading from verse number 15 there about. But it came to a point in time, the Bible said that Jesus was now preaching in a house and they brought somebody who was lame and they couldn't get access. They broke the ceiling and they brought a the person. It was in Jesus' home. God, if it was in somebody's home, they would have you know, it would have been another story. And I, 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 I bought into it because the analysis was so. Now, so Jesus was doing good because he was blessed. Hallelujah. Many times, brothers and sisters, you see, there are two groups of people you can choose to be one. You can choose to be a giver or a beggar. It is your choice. It is your choice. I'm telling you. And when you choose to be a beggar, don't pity party. And don't think that everybody should pity you. Because the Lord has put in you. You see, it becomes, I'm not talking about an occasional place where you come to and then you need and then it has to be supplied. We all come there. But when it becomes something like you have acclaimed it, as for me, I want to be a beggar the rest of my life, you bring shame to the kingdom of God. Because that is not how God made you. You have to be angry at that situation. You see, you need power to come out of that. It is a mental sabotage and it is a mental arrest. Yeah. It is a mental arrest. You got to come out of it and then say that, Lord, no more. 
I want to become on the other side. God, there are always two sides, either like this or like this. And it is always blessing to be like this. Because the Bible says, it is more blessed to than to. Uh-huh. So when you receive, it's a blessing. So I'm talking about the fact that in times like that, you need to, you need to come out of that situation and become, you know, become in power in order to subdue. Praise the name of Jesus. How God, now look at that. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good. Number one. Number two, healing all that were oppressed of the devil. That was physical robust. Jesus was physically healthy. His body was well. Your body will be well. You didn't believe it, right? Your body will be well. You got to believe it. For God was with him. So we are supposed to advance or move to the next level in these three areas. Now, three reasons why people are not able to change levels. Number one is fear. Number one is fear. Matthew 25. Look at Matthew 25 and verse number 25. Why did the guy who was given a talent didn't change level with it? He said, and I was afraid. And I hid the talent. I was afraid. I thought I couldn't do it. I thought I couldn't become a good wife. I thought I could never become a good husband. I thought I could never go to college. I thought I could not. I thought I could not. Most of the times, the things you fear is only a fallacy. It is not there. It's a mirage. He said, I was afraid. I thought I was afraid. I could not. Therefore, I went and I hid the talent in the earth. The reason why people are not able to change level, number one, is because of fear. Number two, the second reason why people are not able to change level is because of complacency. Complacency. C-O-M-P-L-A-C-E-N-C-Y. Complacency. What is complacency? Coming to the place of saying that, you know, I'm okay. I'm okay. At least I got a roof over my head. <sighs> Listen, the Lord doesn't want to bless you alone, Tayo. The Lord wants to make you a global blessing. And that is the order of every believer. Yeah. He said, I'll bless you. Genesis 12, verse 3, 4. He said, I will bless you. That you'll be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless you. And I will curse them that curse you. And in you, somebody say in me. me. Shall what? Shall, oh, come on. Are you afraid? You see, fear is even intimidating you in speaking it. Be bold, be bold, be bold. In you shall what? Be blessed. Now look at verse number four. He said, and Abraham departed as the Lord has spoken with authority. You see, the reason why, number two, people are not able to change level is because of complacency. You are not supposed to be just me. You know, God has been good to me. Sometimes I hear testimonies and I'm like, this person got to come out of complacency. Yeah. Because the Lord, the Lord is looking for channels. Please listen. The Lord is not um, troubled to bless anybody. But the Lord is looking for channels, not reservoirs. The Lord wants to bless you so that you be a blessing unto others. But many times, complacency makes us settle to become reservoirs. You see, it is complacency that makes you a reservoir. Oh, my level is okay. I don't want to overflow. You know, I don't want to... No. You know, yeah, it's an error. And number three, the third reason why people are not able to change levels is because of selfishness. Yeah. Complacency always gives birth to selfishness. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes your heart is like, I want to be blessed so that everybody will know that the latest blessed man is in town. Uh, when I appear, everybody will know that I'm the, I want to be the only millionaire in that area. I want to be the only healthy person in that place so that when I go, I see all of them sick. I want to be the only one with this. I want to be the only one with that. I want to be the only one with that. Ladies and gentlemen, when you come to that place, it is a place of selfishness. You will never be able to change level. 
I always look around. I say, Lord, what can you do in this place? Sometimes you call people to do things and they are afraid. But I see the potential in them. I said, do this, do that, do that, do that. I told Charles, I said, you'll be leading the prayer um, um, line in the evenings. The first day I told him, he said, hey, Papa, only today. I said, not only today. I said, you better train yourself. Because I'm training everybody. The Lord sent me to raise up an army. Yeah, I'm raising up an army. Yeah. You see, I, we are still building template. Oh. You mark it. Because we are going to invade the United States of America. And beyond. So I am raising 12. Like Jesus raised the 12. Everybody is part of the initial that I'm raising. Then we will send out we'll raise churches in Brentwood, we'll raise churches in Cool Springs, we'll raise churches in the ghettos, we'll raise churches all over. Because we are supposed to become an overflow. Praise the name of Jesus. Yeah. That is the mandate. So God wants us to change levels in these three areas, but there are always opposition. And that is why we need empowerment. Praise the name of Jesus. Now, how do I receive empowerment? And I give you four points. How do I receive empowerment? Number one, have a godly vision. Your empowerment is as a result of the vision you carry. Your empowerment is as a result of the vision you carry. It is empowerment that produces provision. Hallelujah. What is a vision? A vision is God's plan for your life. Ambition is your plan for your life. Many people are living in ambition and not in God's vision. And if you live in ambition, you got to sponsor yourself. So you come to a place of frustration. But when you live in the, uh, in the vision of God, he makes provision for it. Hallelujah. And the Lord is making provision for that vision in Jesus' name. Praise the name of Jesus. When you live in the vision of God, he makes provision. Luke 22, verse 35. Luke 22, verse number 35. And Jesus asked them, when I sent you, somebody say, when I sent you, it means when I deliver to you the vision. Without purse. When I gave you the vision and it looked like there was no provision, did you lack anything? And they said, when I look on the board and answer me, and they said, <laughs> and they said, come on, flow with me. And they said, when he said, when he said unto them, when I sent you, when I gave you the vision, and it looked so Herculean, and it looked so big, yet you didn't know the provision. Did you lack anything? He said, God always makes provision for his vision. How do I know that I'm not living in my ambition, but I'm living in the vision of God? When you subscribe everything that the Lord lays on your heart to the advancement of his kingdom. Yeah. Why do you want this thing? So that, Lord, I can be able to do more for you. Why do you want to marry? So that I can be able to work together with my spouse for you. Anytime you desire something and the end result is not that your kingdom will be advanced. It is your ambition. Yeah. It is your ambition. Boy, I want to be blessed materially, spiritually, physically. And I will. And my heart is that so that the enemy will not get occasion to mock the children of God. Yeah. 
Yeah. Hallelujah. That becomes a vision. But when it is so that me and my wife and my kids can be taking trips to Dubai, we go in November, and then we cross over to Spain, and then we go to Greece, and then, you know, okay. It is not bad to do that. But in the process of doing that, Lord, so that even when we get there, there may be one soul we may win for you. Then it becomes a vision. Instead of a provision. Instead of an ambition. Are you understanding me? When whatever you have in your heart, the end result is that thy kingdom come. Is that thy kingdom be promoted. Is that a life somewhere will be touched. Is that somebody will receive an encounter with the Lord. Then ladies and gentlemen, it becomes the vision of God. And Bible says in Proverbs 29 verse 18, when there, where there is no vision, the people perish. Praise the name of Jesus. What is that desire? What is that vision? There is no provision without a vision. Provision without a vision. When you catch the vision of God for your life, praise the name of Jesus. It is the revelation of God's agenda per time and per season for you. Jeremiah 29 and verse number 11 all the way to 13. Jeremiah 29 verse 11. For I know the thoughts that I think towards you. So Lord, I want to be in your plan. I want to be in your thought. Vision is so important. When you lose, when you lose vision, you are done. You are done. That is why in Judges chapter 16, uh, verse 21, when they took Samson, the first thing they took from him was his vision. Yeah. Bible says that, and they arrested Samson. When, when you start from verse, Judges chapter 16, right? And now verse number, you can start from verse number 20 all the way to 22. Delilah said, the Philistines are upon you. He said, I'll rise up again and shake myself. Verse 22, verse 21, Bible says that they came they arrested him, but the Philistines took him. And the first thing they did was they put out his eyes. The first thing the enemy will attack in your life is your vision. So that you can live in ambition. And then you'll be frustrated. I've done everything. Because you are in your vision, which is an ambition. Your vision has been taken. Your eyes have been taken. What is my vision? You must have that burning desire in your heart. It is that thing that the Lord has placed in your heart. But the end result must be to glorify him. So you want to have businesses. It, is, it becomes a vision. When the end result is that so that Lord, we, I can employ many people. And then, you know, and do this. And build orphanages. And do this. And do that. And do that. Expand that vision. Expand that dream. Praise the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Number two. Number two. How do I become empowered? So the first one, have a godly vision. Some of you must dream of going back to school. Yeah. Some of you must dream of raising that company. Yeah. Don't be afraid. Yeah. Listen, a journey of a thousand miles starts with a step. And Bible said that don't despise the days of small beginnings. Today you may be down, but start from there. You may have one dollar, start from there. You must have the wisdom and the discipline to handle what the Lord has given you. And that brings me to the second point. To be empowered, you must rise up. Rise up. Somebody say rise up. What does it mean to rise up? Have that discipline. To handle what the Lord gives you. Many people don't have that discipline. If God gives you anything, there are protocols in handling it. Learn the wisdom, the discipline. Rise up. Deuteronomy chapter 1 verse 6. The people were moving to the promised land. They got to... Um, Horeb. And the Lord said, rest here a little. And they became too comfortable and complacent. The Lord came. The Lord, our God spoke to us. He said, you have dwelt long enough. You got to change level. But you need empowerment. He said, in order for you to receive empowerment, look at the next verse, verse 7. He said, turn ye, take up your journey. In other words, arise. 
arise. Arise. God brings you the vision. You arise. You arise. What does Isaiah 60 verse 1 say? He said, arise and shine. Until you arise. The Rama, you can never shine. Arise and shine. So it is your shining or your next level, the empowerment for the next level is the product of you arising. To arise means cut off the excess baggages. Too many believers have too many excess baggages. People hang out with the wrong people at the wrong time. People do the right things at the wrong time. They do the wrong things at the right time. Lack of discipline. 1 Corinthians chapter 9 verse 27. Look at what Paul said. To rise up means carry discipline. He said, but I keep under my body and bring it into subjection. Discipline. Discipline. Let me tell you something. There are many things you can't do except you bring yourself to discipline. What is discipline? Telling yourself that I have to do this. And then you decide to do it. Yeah. Hallelujah. I keep my body under subjection. So, to rise up also means beware of what you hear and who speaks to your ears. That means rise up. You can have a godly vision. Somebody can tell you one thing. It will vanish. Boom. That is why there are many things you don't have to tell certain people at certain times. That is why I'm very careful the things I even put on social media. Because it is not everybody there that is your friend. I will say that a man's enemy are the people of his household. How much more the people that are not of your household? Who don't like you? You think that wedding you did was beautiful for everybody? You think that child that you had was a pleasure for everybody? It is good to be celebrated and to celebrate. But you got to be discreet because many things that other people know become their greatest advantage and authority over you. Many things that other people know about you become... You see, listen. The devil doesn't know what is in your head until it comes out of your mouth. So does the enemy. So does his apprentices. So it comes out. And they say, oh! And all hell will break loose. Now he said, I don't know why this and that and that and that and that. Because you are too loud. You are too loud. You got to... Screen the things that come out. One day, the Lord came to a prophet. He's called Zechariah in John chapter 1. He said, your, your, your wife is going to have a baby. Zechariah said, at this age of my life and of my wife's life, hey, Elizabeth was so old that Bible said that Bible couldn't give her age. For, 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 for Sarah, Bible gave her age. But Elizabeth was so old that Bible couldn't even record her age. Bible says she was well stricken in age. My goodness. Well stricken in age. The, the prophet even doubted it. The Lord said, hey! The way you have started doubting it in my presence, if I allow you to go out, you broadcast it, they will abort the baby. So the Lord said, from today, you are muted. Sometimes you got to pray and say, Lord, mute me. To be empowered, rise up. The third thing about rising up means that, ladies and gentlemen, uh, okay, I've said that, be careful, beware of what you hear and who speaks into your ear. Number three, it means stop wasting time. Time is precious. You don't have all the time. Stop wasting it. Some people can play games 24 on 7. Except you move them from their sister, move here. They said, no, 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 I got to die with this game. Your days of productivity, I will score him right now. Let me finish one game. Let me score one game. Brother, you can be doing something meaningful with your time. Oh. Sister, you can be doing something profitable with your time. This is your productive moment. Stop fooling and stop wasting it. 
Your colleague is busily cracking his brain. Lord, what are the other options? Okay, then I can even do some Uber or some Lyft or some this or some that. Do something. Tell somebody, do something. Come on, can we say, do something? Do something. Do something. Do something. Hallelujah. We, you, you see, you got to do something. And number two, whatever the Lord has laid on your heart, start now. You start now. Don't waste time. Because you don't have all the time. The things of God are time bound. When you lose the time of planting, you can't do it in the time of harvest. Do something now. Praise the name of Jesus. I came, when I left Colorado and I went back to Ghana, in 2018, I was in prayer. God, the Lord was speaking to me. I wasn't so sure. And then there was a lot of pressure upon me to go back to Colorado and then head that church. But I knew that no, that is not my calling. Because I had been there. I knew it. I spoke to my spiritual father. I said, Papa, it is not my place there. Then we started praying. And the Lord said, okay, Nashville. So I was in three days of prayer and fasting. My spiritual father called me. He said, Nikki, I think the America mandate is now open. Because I just had a vision. He shared a vision with me. And I said, okay. So, mommy had then come to America to deliver. Zoe. And then the plan was that I will now return. Because she was still working. She was just on uh, maternity leave. And she took one year leave in order to, you know, travel and then all that. So, the plan was that I will, I will come here with Bishop and Jason for vacation. And then she, together with Bishop Jason and Zoe, will return back home. The boys were just on vacation in school. They returned back home. And then I will survey the land and pray over the land and see what God had. So, I arrived in, the, in Nashville on June the 10th, 2019. When we came on June the 12th, 2019, the Lord spoke to me. He said, this is the time. I heard it clearly. So I called my spiritual father. I said, Papa, I think the Lord will have me start now. He said, the Lord has already given you the land. Do as the Lord tells you. I woke my wife up. And then I said, this is what the Lord has told me. And the things of God are time bound. You don't do it when God wants you to do it. You'll find somebody else to do it. He doesn't have any problem with that. He said, so what do we do? Because I didn't close up. Even when you were coming, when I was coming, I didn't come as though I was coming to stay. No. We didn't clear anything. You know, it's like somebody traveling for some few days and come back. I just locked my bedroom door. Nothing. I didn't come with any clothes because we were coming for vacation and then we'll go back. Not, not, nothing. I mean, nothing. Nothing. The Lord says so. And then on the Saturday after having a meeting with my wife and the children, I called LPRB, called Elder, I called Hawa. I said, this is what the Lord has told me. So we are starting. Are you with us or not? They said we are on board. The Sunday, that was June the 16th. It was a Father's Day. We met in LP Howard's home. That was our first service. From there, we had to cancel and clear things whilst we are here. Praise the name of Jesus. You, are you understanding what I'm talking about? When the Lord tells you, go. Don't go and then negotiate with your grandfather. Take a step. Because his backing is upon the step. And look at from that day that we started up to now. Look. Could I have met you? Could you have met me? Could we have met? It is because when the Lord gave the mandate, we moved with the time of the mandate. I pray, may the Lord give you the grace to start what he has told you. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Number three. Quickly. Number three. What is the thirteen? Wait upon the Lord. So number one, seek Godly division number two, rise up. Number three, wait upon the Lord. When you have risen up, you have cut all the excesses. You have been careful what and who is speaking into your ears. You have removed all the waste around you. 
You have shaken off all the dust. You have confronted all that fear. Now, wait upon the Lord to be endued with power from on high. Isaiah 40, 28 to 31. Isaiah 40, 28 to 31. To wait upon the Lord means to learn to spend time in his presence through prayer. To learn to spend time in his presence through prayer. Study of the word. Fellowshipping like church service in gathering is a way of waiting before the Lord. Fellowshipping and serving. To wait upon the Lord means to spend quality time in his presence through prayer. Through the study of the word and anointed materials. Through fellowshipping like we are having and through service for him. And finally, how do I be empowered? Walking and living in love towards God and his people. Matthew chapter 22, verse 36 to 40. Love is the fuel of empowerment. Because Bible says that God is love. When you read John 4, verse 7 to 8, he said God is love. And Daniel chapter 11, verse 32, such as know their God, they shall do exploits. So such as know love, they shall do exploits. Exploits means empowerment. Walking in love is a recipe to be empowered. It is a recipe to be empowered because if God empowers you and there is no love in your heart, you will kill. Power without the foundation of love is destructive. That is why even politicians, if they receive power and they don't love the people, they become greedy, greedy psychophants. Yeah. They become so greedy. They bail for their concubines. They, they, can, they can take money that must cater for somebody dying to build something for their girlfriend. They don't care. I'm talking about people who don't have love in their heart. It is love that fuels empowerment. Because whatever in your heart, listen, whatever in, is in your heart will be amplified by what is in your hands. So if love is not in your heart, anything that God gives you in your hands will be destructive. God gives you knowledge. You, you can see all the people that are doing these scams and all. The, they, my goodness, so knowledged. They can sit behind a computer and hack into accounts and drain millions overnight. When love is not what is in your heart, everything that comes into your hands becomes destructive. Say, Lord, empower me for the next level. Close your eyes and begin to pray. Close your eyes and begin to pray. Lord, empower me for the next level. Lord, empower me for the next level. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Father, we pray this month of September, help us to be empowered. Empower us. It is the only language the enemy understands. Empower us. Empower us. Empower us. Empower us. May we walk in your timing. May we wait on you. May we cut off the excesses. May we know the times and the seasons. Lord, may we not be complacent. May we not be comfortable. In the place where you want us to move, may we be uncomfortable. Trouble us until we move. In the blessed and mighty name of Jesus, grant us your vision so that we don't walk in our ambition. In Jesus' blessed and mighty name. Help us to walk in love. In Jesus' blessed and mighty name. Somebody shout me a believing amen. Give a clap unto the Lord. Now quickly, I want you to lift up an offering unto the Lord. Let's do this in the next two minutes. Benedicta, please always make sure that the testimonies maximum time that people will spend here should be two minutes because I want us to always work with our time. Hallelujah! Yeah, somebody is talking plenty, cut the person off. Okay, it should be concise. What has the Lord done for you? Tell us. Yeah, 
Amen. So that we will be encouraged because the preaching will come after your testimony. Yeah. Can have one or two encouragement, but it's not a mode or a platform for preaching. Yeah. So that we can flow with our time. Please lift up an offering. We got to be disciplined with our time. And it comes from all of us. Father, in the blessed and mighty name of Jesus, please receive our offering. Let it be blessed, our tithe. One way of being disciplined is by giving. We give in Jesus' blessed and mighty name. Amen. Please drop it in with joy. living after first service please lift up your hand let them give you communion father we bless the bread we bless the drink we receive it as the express body and blood of christ in jesus blessed and mighty name amen i will see you on the prayer line at 3 a.m tomorrow is labor day right enjoy it visit somewhere with your family celebrate it and the lord keep you and bless you in jesus mighty name shall we be on our feet let's share the grace of god together the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the fellowship of our Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our life. We shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. With long life, you are not saying it all. Full of prosperity and sound health shall you satisfy me and my household all the days of our lives. Amen.